Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. This is Thunder and Lightning. I'm Brian Haydad. This is Super Talk Mississippi. I still am getting used to this new camera angle thing that we've got here. My head is just massive if you're watching at Super Talk TV. My apologies. To be totally honest with you, I mean, you don't need that in your life. I'll be the first one to tell you. This is Thunder and Lightning every Wednesday. Mississippi State Sports here on Super Talk Mississippi, Super Talk FM, Super Talk TV, the Super Talk app. There, oh, by the way, I learned. I didn't. I didn't learn. I, I knew, but you can just say Alexa, play Super Talk Mississippi. Boom, right there. Rhino is in Studio X. Rhino, I had a thought today, just for a second. I, I, because I'm not a smart man. And I'm very forgetful, and, and everybody who knows me will tell you that I am. And I just feel, I fear that one day, Wednesday, 6 p.m., I'm just going to disconnect and get up and walk away. Be in the car, be in the, I'll be in the recliner when somebody texts me like, um, where are you? It's going to happen. I'm just, I'm just preparing you all for the worst. Rhino, be sure you have some, some some extra, you know, like filler music on that day for me, okay? It'll be that night where we go down the rabbit hole of Mississippi State soccer. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'll be happy to talk about Coach Armstrong. Doing a great job with that program. The Magnolia Cup, I believe, is it's either this week or next week. Uh, Mississippi State Ole Miss. And that is, uh, you know, I don't know if he remembers or not, but Richard Cross and I made a little wager about the Palmer home that would involve all sports across the Mississippi State Ole Miss rivalry. So that'll be the first, uh, the first uh, foray into that. We'll see who uh, who gets the first points and has to make the uh, the big donation to uh, to Palmer Home. I'll make a donation regardless, you know. So will he? Somebody's going to have to jack it up a little bit, and they're going to have to wear the opposing colors when we're at the Palmer Home that day. That's that's a long time from now. Not too far away from now is Mississippi State Kentucky, and we've said it. After the A&M game, well, now we'll say it after the Arkansas game. I'll say it again next week. When you win, your reward is a bigger game the next week. What did Mississippi State do on Saturday? They won. They won pretty easily. They won without a lot of effort. They didn't play their best game, and they still won by three touchdowns plus. That's a good day at the office for any college football team. Any coach will tell you that it, you know, they, they love a sloppy win. They love a game where it's like, okay, they won, no issues, but I, I got teaching points. That's that's a coach's dream right there. Mike Leach got that. Won easily. Was never in doubt. Was never any stress. All right, maybe there's a little stress when it's 21-10. Maybe just a little. But by and large, it was an easy win for the Bulldogs. They played good enough in all three phases of the game to get a win over the Arkansas Razorbacks. And now look at you. I want, to, I, want to, I want to welcome the rest of the nation to what listeners of Thunder and Lightning, the show, the podcast, to Sports Talk Mississippi. I've been telling you since June, 
It's a good football team here in Starkville. They're good enough to do some damage. They're good enough to win some games. I think that's going to be the, you know, oh, maybe I should give the, well, let's not give the prediction away. Again, if you're a long-time listener, if you've been listening to me all this year, you know that I, I was on the Kentucky's going to beat both Mississippi teams bandwagon. They didn't do it to Ole Miss. Talk about my prediction in a little bit. But by and large, this Mississippi State team is really playing well this season. They're, they're, they're really firing on all cinder, cylinders. Cinders? Cylinders. And it starts with Will Rogers, who is having as good a season as any, co- any quarterback in college football. Uh, he leads the SEC in passing. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is 22-3, to completing well over 70% of his passes. He's showing off a stronger arm. The dink and dunk narrative, if you will, kind of been put to bed this year. State leads the conference in, in, the, in explosive pass plays. Uh, he's shown a little bit more mobility this year. Not not running the football, obviously. That's not Will Rogers' game. But these last couple games, he's shown you the ability to get side to side and stay alive and keep plays developing in the pocket and, and rolling out and scrambling and keep passing plays alive and then hitting them down the field. Had the crazy throw to Austin Williams against Bowling Green. Had a two touchdowns on Saturday against Arkansas, against to Jaden Wiley and to Austin Williams, where he kept plays alive with his feet till he found the open receiver. So Will Rogers is the first key. The second key is obviously the running game and the offensive line. Let's tie them together. And honestly, tie all three together because one of the reasons Will Rogers has been so good this year is he's staying upright for the most part. The offensive line has been fantastic, and to think they lost their starting left tackle in, in Dollar Bill and have played better since then, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of confused as to why Nick Jones wasn't the starting left tackle to begin with. And I don't know what they're going to do with Dollar Bill when he comes back. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to fix what's, what ain't broke or what. But they're playing incredibly well, and they've rushed for 310 yards in the last two games. Who would have guessed? First off, I'll be honest with you. State's six games in. If you told me State had 310 yards total rushing at this point in the season, I don't know that I would have said, ah, that's not that's not unreasonable. State plays Kentucky on Saturday. Kentucky, I mean, they're a running team. That's what they want to do with the football. They have every year under Mark Stoops. State's a better running team total yards per game than Kentucky is. They're not last. The air raid offense is not last in the conference in rushing yards. That's how good a job they're doing. Dylan Johnson, 100 yards last week, first ever under Leach. Jaquavius Marks just keeps getting into the end zone. What's not to like? And then defensively, Arnett, these last two games especially, has really dialed up the. It's at an 11. It, it, these go to these go to 11. He's, he just he can't stop dialing up blitzes and getting to quarterbacks. And the bad news for Kentucky is their offensive line, I don't know that I've said this word. I think I have on the show, but it's my favorite. Their offensive line is putrid. It's so bad, Kentucky's offensive line. I I honestly think Rhino and I could generate a pass rush. Maybe if we had Borky coming off the edge. We, We could do some damage against that offensive line. They're terrible. And now you're going to bring in Zach Arnett, the guy who likes to blitz every play? That spells bad news for Kentucky. Now, they got some good news today from their head coach, uh, Mark Stoops, who said that he is expecting 
uh, Will Levis to be able to play. He practiced. They expect him on the field Saturday. Huge boost because without him, I mean, you saw what happened last week. They lost to a bad South Carolina team. They're lost, lost without that guy. They need him. But even then, I mean, what what percentage Will Levis am I getting? I'm not getting 100. percent And so again, with an offensive line that's as leaky as this in front of him, and now a defense that wants to blitz constantly up against him, and a secondary that caused three interceptions a year ago in this game, let's just say everything on paper reads maroon. And they're going to play this game, and Kentucky. Here's the thing: State is not good enough to just show up in Lexington, get off the bus, and win the game. They got to play. They got to play a good game, a clean game. But man, they've been doing it. It's crazy how the things that plagued State a year ago, they're they're kind of taken care of now. They couldn't get off to a fast start a season ago. They are dominating the first quarter this year. And red zones scoring was a huge issue last year. They 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 missed a lot of opportunities this year. I think the number is twenty of twenty one scoring touchdowns in the red zone, including I think fifteen straight, fifteen straight possessions where MSU has gotten inside the twenty and scored a touchdown. Uh, that dog will hunt. No no pun intended for Mississippi State. So a good win over Texas A and M gets you a big game with Arkansas. A good win over Arkansas gets you a big game with Kentucky. Big win over uh, over uh, Kentucky. Get you a big game with Alabama next week, and so we we just continue on and continue on until we get to the Egg Bowl, and that will probably be a big game as well, considering both, what both teams have done to this point in the season. Mississippi State five and one, sixteenth in the country. Welcome aboard. And I'm not I don't, I'm not saying we should they should rehash the uh, the, the the bandwagon video. But there were a lot of us who tried to tell you back in June, back in July, hey, it's a good team, veterans, production returning. No reason to doubt them. Leach, good coach, veteran. Been doing this a long time. This is the pattern. For some reason, nobody wanted to buy into that. Now now, now you can, you, know, you can get that stock pretty good price right now. Buy low, sell high. The real the, the time to sell might be soon. This team is getting this keep just keep getting better. They just keep getting better each week. So, lots to talk about today. We are going to get back to previewing this game. Plenty to talk about there. But when we come back, it's time to have a discussion. We're going to talk about uniforms and branding a little bit about Mississippi State University. A lot of talk today on the uh, on the interwebs about that. We're gonna we're gonna get dive into it. And we're gonna we're gonna get some thoughts and, and we're gonna put some 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 controversial takes out there perhaps when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning, this is Super Talk Mississippi. Back in just a minute. On Super Talk Mississippi. Do not adjust your uh, dials if you're watching on Super Talk TV. It's the Hey Dad Multiverse. The Hey Dadverse, if you will. 
Rado, please make that go away. It's very, it's very distracting. <laughs> Felt like Doctor Strange there for a second. A lot, a lot of hate ad. No, nobody wants that. I mean, I, I was already talking about my head earlier, my big head. Nobody wants six hate ads. That is hate ad overkill. Way, way out of line. This is Thunder and Lightning, Super Talk Mississippi. I am Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you're on social media, you saw today Mississippi State unveiled a, a really cool new uniform. And I'll be the first to tell you that not a fan of white helmets overall. But, and the, the difference is with these is the logo. It's the script state. You've seen it on, on uh, baseball jerseys um, and on, on some polos and stuff like that. And this it's on the helmet. I think it looks fantastic. And it really got me to thinking today. You know, we all know, and if you're a message board warrior like I am, uh, you know that the, the banner M, the, the traditional logo of the university that's on the helmets most weeks, is a, it's a source of controversy, would be putting it mildly. You know, there would be people who just tell you it needs to go, straight up, hashtag retire the banner. And I, I get, I, I, as, a, as an academic logo, love it. Works. Great for letterheads, things like that. On the helmet, it never really worked. It never really does. I come to you today, guys. I, I, I've made a decision. I, I, I've, I've decided that this is the future. This is the way, if you will. They need to get behind the idea of branding Mississippi State as state. I think that's the way to go. In the state of Mississippi, when you say state, everybody knows who you're talking about. I would argue that in the SEC footprint, when you say state, everybody knows who you're talking about. Now, you get up nationally, and maybe they think you're talking about Michigan State. But I would tell you this. I would say, and it's sort of the the Spider-Man thing of they're pointing at each other. I think that Michigan State has the advantage in being MSU. I think when you say MSU nationally, people first think of Michigan State. So if you say state, maybe the first thing they think isn't Michigan State, but if they say MSU, they're like, oh, you mean Michigan State. I know that NC State likes to brand itself brand itself as state a little bit, but I think I, I, I call them NC State. There's a lot of great state merchandise out there. When it gets cold, Mike Leach wears a hoodie that just says state on it. And one thing that really got me thinking, and I, I hope that there's a maroon version of this helmet, and I hope they pl- they wear it at the Egg Bowl. Because when we talk about the Egg Bowl in the state, how do we talk about it? It's state versus Ole Miss. It's Ole Miss versus state. We never say Mississippi State. We just say state. How great would it be if the helmets just said state and Ole Miss? I mean, that's 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 serendipity. Now, there's a lot of resistance against rebranding at Mississippi State. People talk about the Banner M and you know, the, the efforts that have been put in to make that Mississippi State's national brand, and I get all that. I do. And I don't. it's not a personal issue with me. But I would say this. The, the Banner M has been Mississippi State's logo for football since 2004, which means it includes some of the worst, most painful seasons we all had to endure. But regardless of that, 
how, how do we feel it's done its job? ESPN still mixes up State and Ole Miss every month, it seems. There's still a lot of people who, who can't tell you the difference between the two schools. It's been 18 years of the Banner M. I mean, are we, are, we're satisfied with its efforts? Right, do, you, do you believe that it has done its job of creating a unique and recognizable national brand for Mississippi State? I would argue that it is not. I would argue that it's a very generic-looking logo. I would argue that Ole Miss used to have a logo that looks a lot like it that they don't use anymore. I would argue that Michigan has a similar logo, the Michigan with the uh, the M with the banner across it. Marshall, not as big a brand, obviously, as Mississippi State, but they use a banner M. I would argue that it has not done it has not succeeded in the job of creating a national brand, a recognizable logo for Mississippi State. The most recognizable Mississippi State logo is the M over S that baseball wears. When people see that, they know that's Mississippi State because Mississippi State baseball is a national brand, former national champions. I know what you're thinking out there, Ole Miss fans. I'm not going to say it. The Banner M, eh. I think Mississippi State should push all in to become state. To become what, when you say state, people know who you're talking about. You're talking about Mississippi State. State fans, we I just said it, state fans. People who attended Mississippi State and the fans of that university, 99% of the time refer to themselves as state fans. And what these brands are for, they're to sell merchandise. Who's buying the merchandise? State fans. So if it says state on the shirt, if that it feels like it's an easy fix. You know, the idea, you want to have the logo recognizable. Great, I understand that. But and the average college football fan or the average person in, you know, Seattle, Washington or St. Louis, Missouri or, or Boston, Massachusetts, they're not looking at that logo going, oh, that's really cool, I want to wear that. Because it's not. And because it's just not, it's just not that, you know, eye-catchable, for lack of a better word. You know, you guys, if you watch Sports Talk Mississippi on Sports Super Talk TV, you know I wear these college uh, T-shirts all the time. And I find the ones I think are, are fun to wear. They have cool logos on them. The Banner M doesn't do that for me. But just state and script, that's a little more fun. It's a little more exciting. I don't know, and, I, you know, let me look at the text line here. Everybody's saying, yeah, they like it. You know, and, of course, we have... You know, the, the, the interlocking MSU is the one that everybody would kind of like to see brought back, which we were lied to about, by the way, for 20-plus years. Let's not let I'll never forget that. Oh, Nike owns that logo. What a load. Anybody with a brain could see through that lie. Nike didn't own. Why would Nike want to buy Mississippi State's logo? Say it out loud and try to figure out how who came up with that story. Goodness gracious. So, yeah, the interlocking MSU, that's a great logo. I like it. But I feel like that that is unlikely to make a, a return. And honestly, it's the same thing. It, it brands itself as MSU 
And you're, I feel like from the top there, you're playing second fiddle to Michigan State. State should be the, the identity of Mississippi State. Somebody says in the text line, you know, it's the fourth, fourth word of the fight song. Hail, dear old state. Not Mississippi State, not M State. The hashtag isn't hail M State. They don't put hail M State in the, in the end zone when they paint it. Hail State. Why not, why not embrace that? I think that's, I think that's the future for Mississippi State. I think the future is to become the school that nationally, when you say state, you're talking about Mississippi State. Who else could it be, right? Nobody's, Ohio State's never just going to be state. They're the Ohio State University. Louisiana State's never going to just be state. They're LSU. Florida State's never just going to be state. They're Florida State or FSU or the Knowles or whatever they are. There's nobody that you just say state and you know who you're talking about. Mississippi State could be that. They could be that. They have a giant opportunity to brand themselves as that, in my opinion. And if you're one of these people right now, by the way, you're like, oh, I don't care about the uniforms. I don't care. Just win. You can do two things at once. There are a lot of y'all out there, too. I've seen you today on social media in between, you know, sips of Geritol. Just saying, oh, okay. You can do two things at once, guys. You can have good-looking uniforms and win football games at the same time. It is, they're not mutually exclusive. And these uniforms, you know what they attract? Recruits. Recruits like cool new uniforms. It's been proven. They talk about it all the time on social media. So if you're one of those, oh, I don't just wear the classic stuff. Well, you're not who they're marketing to. It's okay. You know, let's do what you got to do to get some recruits in there. That's what wins your football games. State. I mean, it just sounds good, right? We're state fans. State versus Ole Miss. State versus Alabama. State versus Auburn. That's how we describe it anyway. Why not, why not embrace it? Why not go all the way with it? I think that would be a, a wise move from the university. I think the fans would, would enjoy that. I think the fans would want that. You can make it happen. All right, when we come back, let's dive in. Mississippi State, Kentucky, big game. Lot to talk about. Thunder and lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. Rhino, they're loving us over on 24-7 right now. Just want to let you know that. We are we are tearing it up with them over there. Thanks, thanks for uh, tuning in. This is Thunder and Lightning. I'm Brian Haydad. If you ever miss the show, or if you ever just need more of it, it's always available in the Thunder and Lightning podcast feed. Just subscribe to whatever podcast uh, app you like, and it's right there five days a week. Well, And plus this show, plus a lot of other great content that I'll put up there. And, of course, you can just go to supertalk.fm and get it all right there. Also, the uh, Thunder and Lightning postgame show available every week after uh, the football game. 
where we take your calls live. Calls, I say calls. I don't know. I don't know how to tell. Rhino, help me out with a, a technological term. But they're not calls. But people are talking to me live. I don't. I don't know what to call them. But all you got to do is uh, is download the Spotify Green Room app, Spotify Live, and uh, you can tweet out the link, and you can get in there. And if you got anything to say about Mississippi State football, good, bad, indifferent, or whatever. You're welcome to join me. So a lot of, a lot of ways to get content about Mississippi State. Nobody, nobody provides more free, 100% free content on Mississippi State sports than right here at supertalk.fm. Nobody. Should I, should I go into the gallo mode here? And in Joe <laughs> Biden's America, in Joe Biden's America, a free thing is a valuable thing. There you go. <laughs> no comment beyond that. Mississippi State, Kentucky, uh, this Saturday, 6.30 p.m. from, it's Kroger Field, but should I call it Kroger's Field? I don't know. Uh, big game for the, for Mississippi State. Chance to be 6-1, and one, easily in the top 15, possibly pushing the top 10, depending on how this game goes. Kentucky's ranked. I don't know why, but they are ranked. And a chance to, to go to, to next week, I hate to look ahead, but to go to next week at Alabama with just a ton of momentum. This was the defining stretch of the season. And we talked about it. We said it's bigger than the season. It's about Leach and his legacy here at Mississippi State and whether or not he was going to have the support he needs to get through these next couple of years, which I think can be great years for Mississippi State. I think that. I said, I've been, I said as early as last year, I think next year is the big up year in the cycle for Mississippi State. Bringing back Rodgers, bringing back everybody they're going to bring back in 2023. The schedule's a lot easier. You have eight home games. Next year could be huge, but this year could be huge. you got a huge opportunity this season. It starts with beating Kentucky. I'm sorry, I take that back. It started with beating Texas A&M. And then you beat Arkansas, and now it's time to be greedy. We said when this three game stretch started, two and one is has got to happen. But now you're two and zero. Oh, you got to be greedy. You got to get all three to be six and one, and go to Alabama ready to play. Maybe playing an Alabama team with a loss. Maybe. What color shirt am I wearing today? It's orange. If you're listening, <laughs> I sometimes forget because I'm looking at myself here on the screen. I sometimes forget this is an audio medium, more or less. Will Levis playing makes a huge difference in this game. It's made a difference to the betters. The line has dropped from seven to four today on the on the news from Mark Stoops that Levis is expected to play. Levis is a good quarterback. I, I almost feel bad for him because he's not the one out there writing his own draft uh, uh, prospectus. He's not the one who's out there saying, "Hey, I'm going to be the number one pick." You know, the media is doing that, of which I am a member. So it's not his fault that people are just kind of looking to pick him apart. But unfortunately, that's the game. And when I see a a mock draft that says 1-1, Will Levis, I can't help but be underwhelmed when I watch him play, even when he's been healthy. I have not seen, I have not watched, and I watched a decent amount of Kentucky football. 
I watched I, I watch them play. I have never, not one time, watched Will Levson walked away and said, that guy's a future NFL star. Not once. And I'm not a, a scout, and I'm not, I'm not an, an NFL GM, but I'm, I'm just not overly impressed. I see the tools, the big arm, big frame. I get why people are interested. I know that everybody's thinking, I want to find the next Josh Allen. Maybe that guy's a unicorn, and maybe Will Levis is just a horse. Something to consider. I thought the, the 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 addition of Chris Rodriguez from suspension would make this offense instantly more explosive. It did not against Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss is good defensively, and Kentucky shot itself in the foot a lot in that game. But then last week, I mean, they just they wouldn't give him the ball. They wouldn't give Rodriguez the ball. With Levis out at home against a bad rush defense in South Carolina, they wouldn't give him the ball. So I don't know what Kentucky's game plan is going to be offensively in this game. State's really good at stopping the run when you don't have a quarterback who can get around the corner the way LSU and Arkansas did. If you're just going to run right at Mississippi State with Rodriguez and company, State can stop that. And on top of that, your offensive line, as I mentioned earlier, is awful. I really, you know, I've talked to two different people. We talked to Aaron Gershon earlier today on Sports Talk Mississippi from uh, Cats Boss 24-7. Tomorrow's Thunder and Lightning podcast has an interview I did with John Hale from the Lexington Herald-Leader. I talked to Cole Kublik this week. And, and it's all the same thing. It's Why is Kentucky's offensive line so bad? Kentucky's offensive line has been the hallmark of Mark Stoops' football team. Since this great streak they've been on since 2018, where they've had all these good teams, they've been able to win matchups up front. They can't beat anybody up front this year. Did you watch the Ole Miss game? Ole Miss was living in Kentucky's backfield. And I honestly think I think State has a better defense than Ole Miss. I fear that it could be a long night for Will Levis. And if it is, it's going to make it for a great night for Mississippi State. Because if you can just take away things like that, I don't know what you're going to do. State forced four turnovers in this game a year ago. State has been doing a great job forcing turnovers this year. They have eight picks on the year through six games. Three of those belong to, uh, I'm sorry, four of those belong to Emmanuel Forbes, who just week in and week out, we're going to use a little wrestling terminology here. Get ready. I am a mark for Emmanuel Forbes. A mark is somebody like, that guy can do no wrong. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Emmanuel Forbes. I think that guy's as good a cover cornerback as there is in, in this country, and I think he's not afraid to stick his nose in and make a tackle as well. Good player. think he'll play a long time on Sunday, so he'll be the next state to the show. Or state to the, uh, is it the show? No, nah, that's, that's baseball. State to Sundays. See, again, state, not M-state to Sundays, or M-state to M-Sundays. State to Sundays. State to the show. I feel like I'm doing their work for them. If Mississippi State plays the way it's been playing the last three games, they're going to win this football game. If they play in all three phases of the game, as well as they played against Texas A&M, they will win this football game easily. And then if they play as well as they did against Arkansas, they'll, they'll win comfortably. And it, to me, it really is that simple. That, our, that I don't believe Kentucky can slow down State's defense, and Will Rogers is playing, and the offensive line are playing at such a high level 
that I don't know how you're going to stop State's off offense if you're Kentucky. I know what you need to do. You need to pressure Will Rogers constantly. But I don't know that you have the horses to do that the way LSU did. Now, if there are teams coming up that have those horses, and there's no question about that. Well, if you're Kentucky, do they have, you know, Jacquez Jones not playing in this game? Do they have what it takes to to harass Will Rogers the whole game? I vote no. I vote no in that. I don't I don't see that happening. So, got a chance. Got a chance to make it three in a row. Got a, got a, a chance to uh, to really start putting together a special season. Because you look at what's left, right? Auburn, you got to feel confident about your ability to beat Auburn at home. You have an FCS team, all right? So if you beat Kentucky and you got those two games, you feel like you're sitting on eight wins. Now, you, now you're just a win away from the Citrus Bowl. You're two wins away from the Sugar Bowl. Now that would involve, you got to win one of Alabama, Georgia. Obviously you have to beat Ole Miss. But look at how Georgia played against uh, uh, Missouri. Look how Alabama played against Texas A&M, a team state beat easily. I'm not telling you State's going to win those games. They'll be big underdogs in those games. But is there a path? Is there a door to be opened? That door exists. The door to a very special season exists, but it, it will go away if you don't beat Kentucky. you got to handle the Wildcats this Saturday in Lexington. Is that going to happen? Why don't we make a prediction when we come back? We'll also give you some players to watch, offense, defense, and our X Factor. We'll talk about all that in our last uh, go-round here on a Wednesday evening. This is Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Be back in just a minute. Thunder and lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. I am absolutely and completely thunderstruck. Dulcet tones of hail, dear old state. Not hail, dear old M state. I'm just saying. Are you starting to see now? Do you see? Do you see? I'm Brian Haydad. This is Thunder and Lightning. Rhino over there in Studio X, all the way down there in Jackson. If if things ever go wrong, I promise it's my fault, not Rhino's. He he did everything he could to prevent it. I'm just a force of nature sometimes. Some players to watch. Mississippi State, Kentucky. Again, we have the no Will Rogers rule. It is uh, it's just too easy. I've been going receivers every week. And it feels like a different one is showing up each week. Do I go running back this week? I think I am. But I'm going to go with Jaquavius Marks. 
Dylan Johnson had his 100-yard game. Maybe it's Marks' turn this time around. And Marks, it started to become a much bigger piece of the pie in the passing game, 11 catches a week ago. Two years ago, uh, in his final game for Mississippi State, or what became his final game, uh, Kylan Hill had 15 catches against uh, against Kentucky. As State just they couldn't do anything offensively in that game, but the checkdowns were there. I feel like it's going to be. The, I feel like a lot of what we saw defensively last week from uh, from Arkansas, you're going to see again in this game from Kentucky, and and then Will will take the checkdowns, and they'll be available to him, and Marks will have another big game. He had, uh, I think, 160, 150 yards of total offense last week and, and three touchdowns. So, Or two touchdowns, I'm sorry. Could, could see something similar to that in this game. If you remember a year ago in this game, same kind of thing. They, they played that drop eight, and they wanted to try to force bad throws, and, and Will Rogers was 36 of 39 and set an SEC record for uh, passing efficiency in one game. I would change it up, just just me, you know. I don't know if Mark Stoops is listening, and obviously we don't want him to be. But I might, I might come with a different plan this time. I might, uh, I might stack the line and say, you know what? If you get the ball out of your hands in two seconds, good luck. You know, God bless you. So yeah, Jaquavius Marks, Woody Marks, can be my offensive uh, playmaker this week. Defensively, hmm. As I said, I don't like that Kentucky offensive line at all. I think there are sacks to be had. They've given up 25 sacks in six games. Guys, that is not a formula for success for anybody. So who gets the sacks? Tyrus Wheat, maybe. Randy Charlton's got a couple sacks this year. Let's just go. Let's go to the other side of that. Let's go with Nathan Pickering. He'll get a couple, he'll, he'll get a sack this week, at least one. Maybe two. Maybe two. Pickering has played really well this year. Now that's a guy that from my my my, my sources I have you know <laughs> I have sources every now and then tell me he might be back for another year in Starville. He is certainly you know a guy who could leave and have an NFL future, but might might be on on the road to have another season in Starkville, and that would be a big boost for that defense next year. The X factor, a guy, somebody I think will make a play in this game, but not necessarily make the the the, the you know the the overall difference. Last, I got to be honest with you. I did a good job last week. I took, I picked Jackie Matthews. I said he'll have an interception. He did it. I, guys, I got to be honest. I am having the best year of my life picking games and and making these playmaker choices. I've done pretty well, which means it's going to come crashing down at some point. But I got Jackie Matthews a pick last week. I, I'll take I'll take one percent of the credit. He gets the he gets ninety nine. So who who are we saying this week? I think I'm going to look. I'm going to stay on defense. I think State's going to pressure Will Levis, and Levis is the guy who's shown you he'll he'll throw the ball into some bad situations, and that means somebody's there to make a pick. Let's go with DeCamrian Richardson. He hasn't had one yet. You know they're going to avoid Forbes. The safeties are the safeties. Richardson hasn't had a pick on the season yet. Let's get him one. So DeCam, DeCamrian Richardson, number three. He'll be my X factor in this game. I think Kentucky is going to, there'll be turnovers in this game. If State can avoid turnovers, they're going to have a great chance to win. For a prediction, like I said, if State plays the way they've played the last two weeks, Kentucky can play its best game and State would still win. I think State's just, I think Mississippi State's just a better team. I think they're just, they're just better top to bottom. 
They're playing with a lot of confidence. I don't think Kentucky is. I think Kentucky is 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 looking for confidence that they need a win. Mississippi State needs a win, but they're different. It's different because State has the confidence they're rolling. Kentucky is not. Mississippi State, 35, Kentucky, 20. That's where we're going. Yeah, that's where we're going. All right. Next week, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Plenty to talk about there, I can assure you of that. But until then, check out the Thunder Lightning podcast five days a week. Thunder Lightning postgame show will go live as soon as we can after Mississippi State, Kentucky. Sports Talk Mississippi every day, 3 to 6. I'm around. You can find me. For Rhino down there in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.